What we need to do, regardless of how fit and healthy we are, no matter how good our current situation is, we want to sustain a level of balance and consistency so that when these moments of uncertainty or unmet expectations do arise, and they will arise, it's just going to happen, we've got this greater capacity to be able to move through that without getting toppled over and swept away into a very stress response situation. Welcome to Industry Change, I'm Richard Deternji and today I've got a very special guest. I've got a guest who has built a documentary, uh, authored a book, a new app and is in the space of meditation. A very good friend, Tom Croydon, welcome to the show. Good to be here, mate. Very good. And today we were talking all about meditation. Your backstory is like, I hear, the Wolf of Wall Street pretty much. <laughs> You've been a broker for 26 years yeah. and then one day you decided that that was enough and I want to start inspiring a billion people to sit in silence. It's a big shift, right? It's a massive shift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody's seen that movie, it's a massive shift. And so your backstory is that um, you spent 26 years in, in, a, in a market that's been uh, dominating and fierce and strong, and now you're teaching people how to meditate and you're doing it all around the world. We met uh, about six years ago. I was lucky enough to meet you and you. And for those who don't know, Tom was the very first person that made me sit in silence for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And you were the only one that was able to do that for me. So. Uh, great to have you on the show. It's good to be here. And um, you recently talked to some of our SCALE members last week and it was all around teaching them why we should meditate and what are the benefits of meditation. And that's what I want to talk about today. But before we get started, tell me about this Wolf of Wall Street business that you're in for 26 years of your life. How did that come about and how are you making sure people that are meditating around the world? Well, I mean, it started kind of randomly. You know, I'd finished uh, a year of backpacking after finishing high school. I took a gap year off before going to university. I had a few months to fill in before uni started and I just wrote off to a bunch of jobs in the paper. Right. And one of them was on this massive trading room floor, which I got. I got three jobs in one day and I chose this one because when I went for the interview, they showed me the trading room floor and it was exactly like the film Wolf of Wall Street for anyone that's seen it. And it kind of, when I saw that film, I got goosebumps at how well they'd portrayed wow. a trading room floor in the 1980s. And it was just massive, huge, open room floor of just people on phones yelling and screaming all day long and the buzz, the adrenaline, the excitement and I got that job and I was literally only going to do it for a few months before I went to university. I was going to do a degree in journalism and um, within a few months you know I reached a probation point they gave me a pay rise and next thing I'm getting multiple pay rises and bonuses and sports car and credit cards to take clients out and I was hooked man, I was all in and and it you were was 18, 19, 19 years old, yeah, you know. And, um, so yeah. put a sports car and an Amex in front of you and you're good to go, right? That's it. You, you can definitely buy, buy a 19 year old pretty easily <laughs> <laughs> back then. And so it was just exciting. It was fun. It was adventurous. It was fresh and new for me. So yep. I was in that. And then each year I was continually sort of saying, oh, I'll come back and do my degree in journalism sure. maybe the next year or maybe the next year. But each year it would be another bonus and another pay rise. And so. Next thing you got the, what we call the golden handcuffs and you're in that industry for the long haul. Wow. And so you were in that industry for 26 years and um, you mentioned before that you, you experienced um, anxiety and stress in that period there. Um, but a lot of people would experience anxiety and stress but you experienced it and then decided to make a 
a worldwide documentary. Um, <laughs> what what was that massive shift for you? There's a little bit of time in between. Let's so, take us through that time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I mean, I started to, you know, the lifestyle I was living was quite extreme, even in regards to a lot of the brokers. You know, not every broker had my symptoms, but... You know, I was on on supercharged during the day, which was just yelling and screaming and doing lots of deals. And then at night time, taking clients out till the wee hours of the morning, lots of drugs, lots of drinking. And then weekends, which was very different from a lot of the other brokers, I got really up, caught up in the rave culture right. of the late 80s, early 90s. And that's just being in warehouse parties all weekend and doing lots of more drugs. And so that long-term ramification of living life that way just led to some extreme sort of symptoms of stress and anxiety and panic and depression. So that's when I started to learn to meditate. Now, it's not like that was an immediate shift where I suddenly left the industry and started teaching meditation and making films. I actually continued on for 16 more years in that industry as wow. a broker, but just meditating morning and night, doing retreats on my time off. And I really just was so, wow, just blown away by the power of meditation and the philosophy behind it, the science behind it. And I really just connected with it deeply. So it took quite a long time of me just continually learning more and growing more and studying more mm. as a student of that tradition. Then eventually I decided, look, it was time for me to leave and go and do something about it. And you've got a uh, company, The Stillness Project, and that's where you run a lot of retreats and, um, and teach people how to actually meditate. But we're talking about when you took it up, uh, meditation, what... Not, it's probably not what it was today, yeah. where we have, we have apps for these yeah. things and meditation. We talk about meditation. We wouldn't have talked about this 20 years ago. Mm. It, was, it a, was it a very hard thing to find back then to actually know where to, where to turn to? Yeah, it was. You know, like you think about if you want to find something these days, you just open up Google on your phone and it's so easy to find someone or something. Yeah. Whereas back then, uh, you had to go and get the Yellow Pages phone book and look up M for meditation and start ringing, uh, you know, these people on the phone, which is, you know, the landline. So no one I knew in my world meditated. Uh, you know, I was a broker on a trading room floor, grew up on a farm out west. So it was a very distant thing in my world. And so when I came across it, it was something that was, you know, quite unheard of, you know, and it was not very familiar in my space at all. And why did you decide to go down there? Like what, what triggered you to start even looking that direction? Yeah, I was in a pretty dark place at that point. I was really uh, very, very depressed. I was really questioning life and whether I wanted to continue on with that. I was suffering extreme debilitating anxiety and panic and insomnia. And interestingly, the universe, had, in now I look back, it had delivered something to me, which was I was watching this documentary about a mm. property developer. And a very small portion of that story was that he meditated. And there he was in a suit sitting on a chair. And that's what really led me oh. to this idea that oh. meditation could be something that could help me at that particular point in time. Because otherwise I was kind of getting, like, losing any hope of... Wow. Well, to be honest with you, Tom, I mean, we met uh, at, a, at an event and it was an entrepreneurial event. And Joey, my wife, who you know, um, she has a brand called Feel Good Joey. And she's always in that space of wellness and meditation and, and, and that zone. And I was only until that event... And this might resonate people watching. The reason that uh, I connected is because you had been through a story and, you've, uh, and you didn't sort of like just come from India or something meditating on a hill for the last 30 years. You, you had a story and you're actually understanding what people are going through. And we're talking a lot with our fitness professionals and small business owners and these guys are dealing with a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. 
and you're in that you've been in that world you've been in that zone how does that relate your story now to relate to you know that inspiring a billion people to sit in silence is that is that a plus for you or is that a yeah absolutely you? you know we need to have stories to enable us to connect to people and exactly that you know it's um you've resonated with the fact that i had a story had a background that wasn't uh you know all woo-woo and spiritual and living in a mm. monastery and that allowed this sort of sense of resonance a sense of connectivity and it really is um, a big part of you know be, being able to reach a large audience people want to hear the story they want to hear the transformation and if you look at any movie that's you know successful you'll see the the metamorphosis the alchemy the you know the crisis and then the hero's journey and so that's really uh, something that's an important part of you know my message is that we've all got that capacity no matter where we are in our lives no matter how stressed we are no matter how severe our crisis has been or is that ability to alchemize to transform to go through a chrysalis moments there for everyone now you shared a lot in regards to the power of meditation so maybe we can just put some tactical facts out there for those people who are heard about it but don't actually understand why they should meditate for and what are the benefits of sitting there for 5 10 2 minutes 20 minutes what are the benefits for a small business owner for someone who's who's stressed why, why should we actually meditate? Yeah, you know, everyone is facing challenges no matter what and no matter who you are. And challenges just keep coming at us sure. regardless of how successful we are or how well we're born into an amazing sort of journey of life. There's going to be difficult moments. There's going to be challenges. And what they do is they, they create wear and tear on our well-being, on our mental, physical and emotional states. And... What that does is that it starts to impact on a, on a um, brain functionality level. So what happens is we get this impairment of our brain functionality when we're stressed. We start operating from a very primal part of our brain. And this whole frontal lobe of the brain, that's all this intuition and creativity and adaptability and wisdom, gets contracted when we're stressed. Um, on a biochemical level, uh, you know, when we're in a stress state, that's a stress response, the sympathetic nervous system state we start producing lots of cortisol, adrenaline, or epinephrine, and we start reducing melatonin, serotonin, and oxytocin. That's the biochemicals to help us sleep, to feel happy and feel love. Mm. And you might have a challenge at work, but that sympathetic nervous system activation is going to affect your ability to have a relationship when you get home. It's going to affect your ability to sleep well, which means it's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your ability to feel happy, which can affect your, your brain functionality. And so what we need to do, regardless of how fit and healthy we are, no matter how good our current situation is, we want to sustain a level of balance and consistency um, through life so that when these um, moments of uncertainty or unmet expectations do arise, and they will arise, it's just going to happen, we've got this greater capacity to be able to move through that without getting toppled over and swept away into a very stress response situation. And how often would we need to meditate to, to, to make that at least equal from the stress that we're bringing every day? You know, they, they did these studies back in the 90s, you know, on the amount of stress we accumulate on a daily basis sure. and how much sleep will remove that stress. You know, in the 90s, we were taking on about 14 units of stress and we'd lie down and sleep for eight hours and remove about 10 units of stress. We've got this accumulation. But these days, you know, our stress accumulation is so much greater. We're doing so much more. We don't have as many gaps in our day. We're not having time out as much. And we're taking home with us. We're doing emails late at night. We're on social media late at night. We're doing it as soon as we wake up in the morning. You know, we're communicating with people very early, whereas 
before we wouldn't communicate with people till nine o'clock in the morning. Mm. And so, um, you know, to offset that stress ratio, I, I see this stress to rest ratio basically. And what we have to do is we have to try to find a little bit more balance in that stress to rest ratio. And what meditation does is that it really brings the rest level up and brings a little bit more balance back in. So I, me personally, I recommend twice a day minimum these twice days. Twice a day? Yeah, yeah. And for how long? Well, ideally 10 to 20 minutes morning and evening uh, would be great. I mean, some friends of mine will meditate for one hour blocks. I find a one hour block's a lot harder to get into your day. Sure. So 10 to 20 minutes in the morning before you start your day and 10 to 20 minutes sometime in the afternoon or evening before dinner um, is ideal. You know, it's going to be uh, work wonders in helping you sustain a level of equanimity through life. Well, it was great to have you here the other day and uh, there was a whole bunch of business owners in the room and um, I don't know what you felt, but definitely you always feel energy when, when there's a lot of powerful people in a room and, and by the end of your, uh, I think it was a short meditation piece, possibly 10 minutes, and I definitely felt the room was like calm yeah. in 10 minutes. Yeah, one thing that came out of that session was uh, just how tired everyone was. You know, I could feel the fatigue and when we went into the meditation, a lot of them were kind of dropping off into... Um, you know, they're getting what we call the noddies, where their body's starting to produce that melatonin as they move out of the sympathetic nervous system state into the parasympathetic nervous system state. We reverse the cortisol and adrenaline pumping through their veins very quickly in that meditation. Mm. Within literally three to five minutes, I noticed a lot of their heads nodding down, their body starting to seep in that melatonin going, hey, dude, you're really tired wow. and I'm going to produce the melatonin. And, and that's okay if we're starting to nod It's totally off. okay, yeah. It's actually the body doing what it does really well, and that's restore balance. Excellent, good to know. Um, let's just, uh, let's jump a few steps. Let's talk about your new uh, documentary coming out of the portal. It's out at the moment. You've just done, a, I think, a 40 tour, a city tour in the US and Australia and everywhere. Let's talk about the portal and what it's all about. Yeah, it's a featured documentary. And I, I, you know, with the Stillness Project, we wanted to inspire a billion people to meditate daily. We felt that you know, if we can get a, a certain number of people de-exciting their nervous systems, getting free of the programming in their mind, they're going to start to live their life in a very different way. And it's a much more harmonious, mm. healthier, happier and integrated way where people are going to get on better. And just if I can interrupt you, what we do here at Com, Tom, is we, we do a lot on brand, we do a lot on mission and vision. And when I hear inspiring a billion people, um, that, that does a lot for brand positioning and it also does a lot for the mission. I'm assuming if you're putting that out there, you've got to now back it up. Is, is the portal one of the ways you're backing it up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, the portal was one of the devices that yep. enables us to fulfill that mission. And, you know, we sat down with some very amazing brand managers around the establishment of the Stillness Project from colouring and fonts and taglines. And I came up with this idea of a million people to meditate. And they were like, no, 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 it's too small. I'm like, a million people is a lot of people. Yeah. But you know, interestingly, within three years of setting up the Stillness Project, you know, the um, that our online program had been promoted to 10 million people wow. through um, a number of different platforms, and so we'd not necessarily had a million people meditating on our platform, but we'd certainly reached quite a, a substantially more than a million people over that time in just such a short period of time. So these guys said, look, let's go with a billion because it's going to keep you busy for a while. But you really do change the way you think. Yes. You know, if that's the sort of underlying sentiment or vision that you're holding, then your decisions start to fit within that framework. And so all of the things that we've been doing are quite scalable and very large. And the film is part of that. And we saw the secret come out with this very esoteric subject matter, reaching the masses through film. And we thought, wow, like... No one's really done this with meditation. And so we really wanted to 
showcase the power of meditation through a very unique way in filmmaking and hopefully reach the masses. So we've just done, as you say, a lot of cinemas around the US and Australia showing around week this week, but um, we, we will really scale out once we go in the digital space. Wow. And the portal, so it actually goes through the journey of different uh, people, is that correct? And their journey of what they've done with meditation? Yeah, so it's six stories that have all had crisis. We looked at, uh, you know, we interviewed around 300 different stories and we had to go through quite a process to not just see that that story stacks up, but also see how they connect on camera because if this is going to be on a big cinematic screen, Mm. we want to make sure that that audience is really going to resonate and connect with those people. So um, the stories, we had to have crisis as one of the key factors in that story to showcase against crisis the power of meditation. You know, it was one thing to showcase meditation by giving lots of stats and data and to show, um, you know, against a Buddhist monk that was in a monastery, but we didn't want to do that. We wanted to show against a guy that was in the US Marines or military or someone that was, you know, in a ghetto and someone that was a refugee or someone that broke their back or someone that, you know, was working with, um, you know, war zones in Afghanistan, you know. And that was where it really so showcased really, the power. Really cry, uh, stressful situations. Incredibly extreme situations and very diverse stories as well. And what you find through the film and the book, which is a deeper immersion in these stories, and you know, we get people messages all the time, mm. either in the film or you know um, after seeing the film or reading the book, that are really moved to tears through some level of relatability to those stories, how they felt that that was something that they can relate to because they've had their own challenges as well. Guys, the reason why, and one of the reasons why I brought you on, Tom, is that you know when we're dealing with business owners in marketing and business growth, I think this is the key fundamental of growth in their business: is that if your mind's not sharp, uh, you go through a big journey. I think everybody out there could, can, everybody can say, hey, they've, they've been in dark times before. And the reason why I love uh, the portal, I love what you're doing, is because you're getting somebody a solution. Because what you're saying is that you're still going to have these problems are going to arise in life. You're not, you're not sort of saying uh, ignore it all. You're saying it's going to happen. You're giving the kind of like the, the weapons you need and the, you're being forced to, to go out there and be stronger in the marketplace and be stronger in your business and be stronger to your community. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with a really powerful analogy that I've been using uh, in a lot of the talks that I do. So, um, you know, you have a hardware, which is your physical body, and that's what a lot of personal trainers work with, is the hardware, just as your phone has the hardware, and you're gonna to have to continually update the hardware of your phone so that it is always getting the best use of the best sure. technology. Then that hardware doesn't work unless it's got a software, which is your iOS, right? Uh, and that's what's in here. And that's just a programmed piece of information that has limitations based upon the program, right? Mm. And so you've got a hardware and a software, which we have a software and we have a hardware. But there's one more component that a lot of people don't tap into and that meditation helps you tap into. Because most people are running with the software and working with the software and thinking with the software, which is fine, but 85% of that software is not yours. It's programmed into you through your parents and your genetics and your society. Sure. And there's a very limited range of free adaptability within that software. But my phone has this capacity to access a field of information that's not in the phone. The phone's in the field of information, which is the web. And the web's all around the phone. Yep. And that's what we have. We have access to this field of intelligence, this infinite creative possibility that is always around us. And all possibility lies in that field. The phone was always a possibility. Mm. And someone had plucked it from the field of possibility, 
cognize it as a thought through the vehicle of the mind and then went into the process of manifesting that. And that's for you as a business owner. You can stay within the limited confines of your framework of thinking or you can start accessing the field and you get these amazing cognitions go, holy shit, that's a really good idea. I don't know where that came from, but geez, that's a good idea. And you start getting a lot more creative and adaptable and start having bigger visions, realizing that this field of possibilities all around you. Meditation is like the portal or the gateway to that field. Ah, the portal, I get it now. <laughs> all comes together. Um, just before we go, Tom, tell me about some of the, the clients that you work with, because again, I'm looking at someone who's never meditated before and, and I know my story is that I always want to know like, you know, who's doing it and is it really worth my time and energy? Like you're, all, you're doing a lot with corporate clients and a lot of executives and CEOs. Maybe you can share one story that has, has really, can really help people to go, wow, someone's meditating and they're doing this. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of corporates, you know, worked with Qantas and CBA and Macquarie Bank and uh, working with Uber at the moment and you know, there's a lot of companies that need to get this uh, guidance. And then there's a lot of high-level CEOs and um, business operators, and uh, a lot of them don't like to be mentioned, actually. But I mean, we had recently a guy that just sold his business for $1.6 billion, and uh, you know, he's doing incredibly well, but he couldn't enjoy it. You know, this is the thing. You know, yeah. He lives in Bronte in a massive you know, $5 million house, and wonderful family, wife, kids, and everything on paper looked perfect. Mm. But he was so stressed and so tired and so cranky that he'd be coming home in his massive house and having his chauffeur-driven driver dropping him off at the front door of his house, but he just wasn't happy. And so really helping him find that inner peace, and he said it was like a game changer for him wow. to find that inner peace and realise there's the ability to stay calm and enjoy because when we're in that state of sympathetic nervous system state, he's just not producing the serotonin that enables him to feel happy or oxytocin that enables him to feel love. Mm. So even though he's got all these amazing things that he should be enjoying, yeah. his system just simply won't produce the biochemicals that allows him to do that. And by just meditating, it flipped the switch and very quickly he got out of sympathetic into parasympathetic and he can enjoy wow. the things that he should be able to enjoy because he's worked hard for them, right? Outstanding. Guys, outstanding. Now, um, to get a hand, uh, a, like you can pretty much start this anywhere. What's the next step for somebody after watching this, what's the next step for someone to do uh, to take action on this? And, and also tell me, where can they get the portal? Yeah. Um, look, I mean, they can download the app and get some really simple guided meditations and yoga classes out of the app, which is called Enter the Portal. Joey's already done that. She loves it already. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, personally, my recommendation always is if you want to learn to meditate, go and learn from a qualified teacher. Yep. Uh, and that's just not a picture of me. It's just literally, it's the most effective way. It's what I did 25 years ago. Mm. And to sit in front of someone that's trained and highly skilled in teaching you the art of meditation and the science behind it all and delivering all that knowledge and wisdom yep. really validates and emphasizes the, the technique so much more. And people tend to sustain their practice a lot more. It's a little bit more expensive and obviously it's a little bit more time involved because you've got to go to that teacher's place and the studio and learn from them. Um, now, if that doesn't work for you, you can't access someone uh, because of locality or finances, then we've got online programs. You can go to tomcronin.com or stillnessproject.com. And we disrupted an ancient uh, methodology in teaching meditation once the internet arrived. And we um, converted that process of teaching someone to meditate these ancient practices into an online format in a very intimate sort of video format of teaching them how to meditate. And they can get that on our website. It's called Faster Deeper Bliss. Outstanding. 
Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this talk and uh, I think the action step from today is, is go make it ha happen, um, start some meditation. I want to thank for tuning in and joining us today, Tom. Great to be here. Guys, if you want more of this or if you want to listen to this on podcast, you can do so on uh, podcast channels. Otherwise, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll see you next time on Industry Change.